Welcome back to the Millennial Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Michael, here with my beautiful wife, Jane. Well, Jane, what do you want to talk about this week? Our IG following has grown this week. Has it? A lot. How much? By like a lot. Like 80%? Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm going to say that math. That sounds good. Now, if we want to grow even more, mm-hmm. where should they go to find us? You can find us at, at millennial underscore marriage underscore podcast on IG. And also, we're available via email, Michael. Wow, that's been available since like what? The early 90s? I think so. Wow. If you guys forgot since the early 90s, it's mmpodcast.az at gmail.com. And I bet there's a lot more we can talk about this week, isn't there? That's right. What's the number one on your list? Uh, how about drama bomb, sister bomb, and other bombs? A lot of bombs. Uh, is this a violent podcast? Uh, I'm hoping to change the narrative of our uh, of our podcast by doing this. <laughs> what narrative are you looking to do? <laughs> no, no. You know, I think it's just going to get juicier and juicier this uh, this coming episode. Yeah. I think we do need to set the table, as you were saying, about your sister before we talk about the Vegas trip. Do you want to talk about your relationship with your sister, where it is, where it used to be, and just your thoughts on stuff. And then I can chime in. Oh, God. This is going to be like a commentary on sister oh, relationships. I'm definitely jumping something. in for this one. <laughs> is this going to be a segment? Michael comments on stuff? Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, so my sister and I, you know, I have an older sister. She's my only sibling. So growing up, we weren't very close because we're almost eight years apart, actually. How old is she? She is currently 37 Okay. now. Um, and for those of you doing the math on my age, don't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's 21. Exactly. Oh, what? Oh, what? <laughs> we need to talk about age if she's 21. <laughs> I meant... 29. Okay, okay. There we go. Is that a better age? That's better, yeah. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah. I was so used to lying about my own age. Oh, so. oh okay. <laughs> so growing up, we weren't very close. Obviously, you know, the age seems to be more of a thing when you're younger because I was a toddler and she was already, you know, somebody was going to school and elementary age, middle school age. I was still elementary. But as we got a little bit older, that's when we started getting closer, like probably right after I got out of high school and she was in college. Uh, You know, she and I shared more of, you know, my friends and some of her friends. We would start going out with each other and all our group friends. But obviously, you know, my sister's currently single, so single, ready to maybe mingle. Well, I want to go back a little bit there. You talked about how you guys got closer mm-hmm. in college and high school mm-hmm. or like after high school. Mm-hmm. Why did that happen? Did you guys date? Did you share relationships? Did you bring anybody home? Stuff like that. So I would say, okay, well, we were closer because obviously age becomes less of a of a barrier when you're when you get to be older i think um you become adults and and sharing things but uh she and i never really dated as much when we were younger and even in high school i didn't really date i had like one boyfriend and that lasted for like 
you know, a month. <laughs> but, you know, my, my our parents really didn't want us to date in high school. So in high school, I never dated and neither did she. And then in college, she was kind of dating here and there, but no one really serious that she would uh, bring home. And if she did bring home a guy, it was more of just a friend, kind of like seeing where it was going to go type at, thing. At this point, she's never... How old is she when you're like in college at this point? What In your story here, how old is she? I would say she was probably like 23, 24. Okay. And I was like 18, 17. So from so. 23 for your sister to present day, mm-hmm. does she ever bring a boy home? No, no, not really. Um, her last serious relationship was probably about two years ago. And... I actually, she met him on Bumble and backstory on that is that she was the one who encouraged a lot of people to get on Bumble because she was having fun. She was going on dates. She met a guy. So the reason that, you know, part of the reason I got on it and ended up meeting you was because of her because she's always like, oh, just have fun. Go do stuff. See people, whatever. Uh, but things, you know, I, my family had never actually met the guy that she was dating for almost a year. She never brought him home. Um, and I think maybe that was part of the problem. I mean, you and I always talked about how you peel these layers, right? When you're dating people and you start to meet the friends and you meet the family, but I don't think she ever felt comfortable to do that because for some reason, I think he, he wasn't voicing how serious he wanted to be with her. And maybe that was like holding her back. Uh, but it seemed to be quite a pattern for her in terms of her, her dating life there on, you know, there's. She really couldn't find anybody to uh, that would want to take her seriously. So she's gone on endless first dates. So I obviously have a very uh, personal experience with your sister and our dating relationship. What would you say? So I guess my experience would be is, you know, she wanted to keep me at arm's length away mm-hmm. from the family. What would you say the reason for that is that I she seemed to be more of a barrier to me in our relationship than she was um, an ally. Why do you think that was? Well, I think at the time, and we mentioned this in a couple of episodes ago, that she was going south with that guy that I just talked about. You know, at the time that you and I got together, she was on the outs pretty much with this guy that she was dating that she really liked and, and thought would take her seriously. Uh, and so, you know, that little inverse correlation just made it harder for her to see obviously her little sister have a successful relationship and I think that's why she she kept things at arm's length and I think at the same time being the only two siblings you know the only people that were each other me being the youngest honestly I feel like there's always been a little bit of jealousy you know here and there not only on her part but on my part too you know she she got to be the only kid for a really long time she got all the new things and I got hand-me-downs to her, in my mind, I got everything pretty easy because my parents were less strict to, me, to her, you know, with me because they already went through that with her and they kind of learned from that and was better to me. It's just like, you know, just those gripes, right? Yeah, I guess I would say some of my experiences with your sister, you know, was I re- recall there were a few happy hours, for example, mm-hmm. that it would be you and the girlfriends mm-hmm. that we've mentioned in the past. Yeah. But then I wasn't allowed to go because your sister kind of put up a barrier to me going in for whatever reason. Do you want to like 
talk about why that was or just more of the same? I think it's more of the same. It's just, again, she didn't want to see her little sister and, and her boyfriend at the time while she wasn't seeing anyone. Uh, and I think it's that jealousy part again, also that she thinks things, uh, come easier for me and I don't have it as hard as her. So it's just hard for her to watch. Do you feel that if your sister would have been, so you talk about the guy she was dating that Mm -hmm. was going South when we got together, do you feel that if it was where it was, you know, not going South, but like where it was normalized, if you will, that she would have been okay with us dating? I would think so, but probably, I don't know, it's hard to say because I think even if they had stayed together but maybe didn't progress as fast as we did, she may still have that sense of jealousy and want to, you know, isolate herself from you. I really don't know. It's hard to say, but I think it's always going to be that sibling rivalry type of feeling. Uh, the reason we bring this up is because we teased in the last episode was the Vegas trip. Now, uh, your sister really has no bearing on the actual trip itself. It's when we get back. But let's talk about Vegas and what we did and why we went. And the lie that you told your family <laughs> that allowed us to go. So what did you tell your family that you're doing? And remember, listeners, at this point in our relationship, we're not allowed to be together overnight. So Jane... As we go through this stuff, sometimes spins these elaborate lies that kind of give her the <laughs> the avenue to go on these trips or <laughs> overnights or whatever to kind of keep peace in the family. So what was the lie and what did we do? So I I work I worked at the time in marketing, <laughs> doing a bunch of events for you know the the place that I work at. And so I told them I'm going on a work trip. For Labor Day weekend on a big like <laughs> convention or right. something, and I have a whole booth or something like yeah. that. I, I, <laughs> your parents are envisioning you with this huge, like, <laughs> casino setup, <laughs> like the Bellagio <laughs> for liver health. <laughs> So I work at a clinic for liver health, yes. And I even sent them a photo from an old from an old health fair that I did. And so I sent that saying, Oh, look at my booth. You know? Did you like Photoshop Vegas in your iPhone or no, what? No, it just looked like it's a big room that has like other health fair booths. So, so those photos come in handy. Yeah, one of the things, not to like rain on the subject, one of the things that always happens, especially early in the relationship are these little lies that happen as we kind of like go through with your family, which these little white lies are sometimes okay, but sometimes I like, I don't want to be a part of them. And the, the Vegas lie on the end is something I'm not very trained in and I lose the cover up, but we'll we'll get to that in a second, but we go to Vegas and what do we do? Well, we have fun from what I remember. We, uh, (laughs) it was our, First vacation together. Yes. You and I are very serious at this point. We've shared a lot of things with each other. We want to finally go on a trip and spend a weekend. And there, there was that Labor Day coming up. And right. I thought, okay, well, I have that extra day. So this is September or so. Mm-hmm. And so we're, what, three months away from the actual engagement. So we're very, very serious at this point. We want some time alone because it's something we don't really get ever. Because, again, 
you're still going home every day and this occurs throughout but this is i think because i'm a lady that, i think this is maybe a way that you can kind of uh release the pressure valve if yeah. you will for our relationship to have those times mm -hmm. and so i mean I, I get why you lied right because it's it's worth it to like go and try to save face with everybody it was the the first time i've ever gone anywhere with a boyfriend on a trip overnight so it was everything was so new to me and it was fun and yeah. you know at, at 27 i was having 28 i was having this experience for the first time for the first time and it, it felt great because i i was willing to risk it right. for for this guy that i am very in love with and so okay and you and your sister don't really have those or your mother or your your whole family has mm -hmm. never gone through the process of you like moving out and going on dates and not address, not, not like checking in at home, right? right. You still kind of have that high school yes. curfew, uh, yes. checking in type of vibe. Yes. And again, you know, going back to, to our culture, to my mom, you don't really go on a date or not a date. You don't go on like a serious like vacation trip unless it's somebody that's already your husband, right? A boyfriend right. should really just be courting the family and and visiting me at home per right. the legal protocol. <laughs> so we get to Vegas mm -hmm. and what do you like to do in Vegas? What's your favorite things to do when we get there? Well, you know, my Vegas trips are always a little different depending on who I go with. Okay. Who do you go with and how are they different? Okay, so for instance, if I go with my friend Alma and Stacy, and you know we go with their whole crew, I mean we are clubbing, we're staying up till three, we're going bar hopping. It's like Vegas nightclub experience. Okay. When I go with my sister and my best friend Lauren, I mean it's it's like a dining experience. You know, we're we're sitting by the pool, we're getting drinks, we're going to a fancy restaurant. You know, we've eaten at like Giada's or Emerald. We always like make it a whole thing uh, or and then we'll see a show. Okay. If I'm with my family, we mostly will see a show or something. We'll stay at a hotel. I always try to stay at a hotel I've never stayed at in Vegas. I think that's half the fun is like, you know, being able to stay and, and kind of have different experiences and stuff. Eventually, they all turn out to be the same. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's still fun. Uh, and... So going with you was a whole new experience because it was very much like gambling and, you know, getting free drinks while gambling. So it was a it was definitely a new experience for me in seeing Vegas. We definitely mixed it up a little bit other than mm -hmm. gambling. Mm -hmm. We went to the Blue Man Group show as well, which we was did. a little bit new for me because like you said, I enjoy gambling. One of my favorite <laughs> things to do in Vegas is roulette, which I think I got you hooked on. Yeah, so I, I never really knew how, and the whole reason I didn't really like to do any of the gambling because I always thought it was just slot machines that I could do, right. and I didn't want to like learn or try to understand other games, but roulette was the one that I thought, okay, that's easy enough to understand, it's kind of fun, you can win a lot if you get really lucky, and I was hooked. Yeah. I think our first night, I turned $5 into $50. Exactly. It was a really fun night for us, and one of the things that you really enjoyed were, were the free drinks <laughs> that came over on the second day. So we get up, it's a new day in Vegas. I think we're a little hungover and we go get some breakfast, right? Uh -huh. Very normal. Right. And then what do you, we were on a gambling trip basically. Yep. 
And so what are you going to do? You're going to go gamble. And right. I, you said you don't gamble a lot. And this is the first time I think you knew that you get free drinks when you sit and gamble. I always knew that, actually. I just used oh. to sit a slot machine and just get the drinks. Oh, okay. And then walk away. Well, so was this the, f- <laughs> this the first time I introduced you to the Long Island iced tea? That's right. Because I was never like... You know, a big like cocktail type drinker. Uh, I always, you know, my drink is yeah. always like vodka cranberry, put a little pineapple in there. Let's call it a day or a beer. And so the efficient alcoholic that I am, <laughs> as far as cost per booze, <laughs> I realized that the Long Island iced tea, as far as Vegas, <laughs> gave you the most booze that you could get in a cup for you. That's like my exp- husband. <laughs> yes. And it worked so far. And... Oh. So Jane had her first few Long Island iced teas. Few, yep. Few. And Jane's feeling it pretty bad. So I think, you know, maybe we should go get some food. Okay. So, so far, so, so far, so good. I remember that too. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And Jane's having a good time. She's laughing. I'm like, she's, she's holding it together for the most part. Mm-hmm. We sit down at this bar mm-hmm. at, it was like this Mexican restaurant. Mm-hmm. And we're eating the food a little bit. And all of a sudden I look over at Jane and she's just like, not coherent she's just like twirling in the seat looking around and all of a sudden she goes i don't feel very good i go "Uh uh-oh and then (laughs) she looks at me again goes i'm gonna throw up i'm like go to the bathroom and listeners she does not make it to the bathroom Uh, you know i'd like to just say uh i really don't recall most of this therefore uh i'm not sure this actually happened well, be it fantasy or reality, it was certainly my reality because I remember walking back covered in vomit to our hotel room. <laughs> and, and so she threw up all over the counter. And so I looked at the, the waiter and go, I'm so sorry. And just started throwing like dollar bills at him saying, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And we kind of just leave. Out. We paid the bill at this point, but you know, we're, we're like almost done. You just, uh, well, you know. Uh, like I said, I, I, I don't recall, and there's always uh, three sides to a story, right? What's the three sides? Yours, mine, and the truth. Oh, my oh. gosh. With that, let's get on to the next segment. <laughs> and now, Michael. What? It's time. For? Our. What? New. Just say it. Segment. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What's it called? Michael and Jane's top Vegas hotels they've stayed at. And sometimes not together okay all right michael why don't you start us off okay this is what my first place that i've ever stayed at in las vegas it is called the circus circus hotel and when i booked this hotel i was looking for the cheapest place to stay in vegas did you get what you paid for i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i think it was like 30 dollars a night and it's also really far away from the strip itself. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's on the strip, but it's also a long walk. Mm-hmm. It's also very old. It is very old. I have stayed there a long, long time ago when I was seven and I, my family forced me to go. But I will say sometimes when you get a nice hotel, you don't really stay there that long. And so I guess looking back on it, I would stay there again for $30 a night because you don't stay in your hotel that long. And these days you can just get an Uber to go where you want. So... Where is your next place to stay? By the way, we're rating this from worst to best. Uh, <laughs> so circus, circus. So this is gonna worse. get better. Okay. Okay. So yeah, it gets better. So I think my next one will be. It's called the SLS. 
I've never heard of the SLS. What does it stand for? I don't think it's there anymore, actually. Okay. I think it was new, and it used to be the Aladdin one, the Aladdin, the old one. There was What's an Aladdin called? hotel. Yeah, it was like Aladdin looking. It was remember? Aladdin looking. Yeah, I forgot what it was called. But anyway, oh, Sahara. It was the Sahara Hotel, the old Sahara Hotel. Okay. And they turned it and renovated it into the SLS. So on my 25th birthday, my sister and uh, my best friend Lauren and I, we stayed there because we got it for cheap because it was a brand new hotel they wanted to promote. Uh, it was Everything was really nice. One of the nicest hotels I stayed at, actually. But much like Circus Circus, it was too far from yeah. the Strip. Uh, what was nice is that they had that tram on that side now. Mm. So that's what we used a lot. But also the tram at the time, we're not sure, was still under the testing of safety features. Because oh, it was very okay. rickety. So this is like four years ago. We're not. There's no <laughs> safety fi- features in Vegas four I years ago. I guess not. Okay, well, that's interesting. Maybe the year after they did interesting, it. Interesting, yeah. Who knows? But mm. it was, I felt very unsafe. Anyway, what about you, Michael? All right, my next favorite one on the list is the Luxor. And I guess I'm a big fan of triangles because I really appreciate oh, wow. the, sh- the, sh- the shape inside of the hotel. I also like the Egyptian theme inside. Why Not is bad. that? Well, you know, I appreciate a good African note <laughs> every now and again. What? <laughs> well, Egypt's in Africa. <laughs> okay. Okay, moving All on. Right. How about you? Next one on the list. Well, I appreciate uh, a little European note. Okay. In mind. So I like Paris. Oh, do you want to talk about why you like the European one and not the African one? Let's not go there. Okay. okay. Next on the list. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I want to say Paris is really nice because it's right in the middle of the strip. I uh, will say location. It's, yes. It's all about location, location, location. Oh, uh, so you got the third one in there. Yeah. Okay. But I will say it's, it's pretty old and dated too. Uh, but the location was worth it. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So location's big. Yes. And what about you? Uh, my next one on the list is the Mirage. Ah. Now, if I'm being honest, I don't remember a lot about it. I do remember it being very nice and very centrally located, as well as had a very good Long Island iced tea availability, which is why it's high on the list. Oh, okay, okay. I remember that hotel because I'm fancy and watch the Beatles show on there. <laughs> See, now I've never seen it. I guess you're just cooler than me. As always. As always. All right. <laughs> what is your next one on the list? Well, it's actually the hotel you and I ended up staying uh, at. On the secret vacation. On the secret shh, Vegas vacation. Right. You like my shh there? Always do. Yeah. And it's called Park MGM. Okay. So I actually stayed there also when it used to be the Monte Carlo, and that mm. was shit. Seems like your favorite hotels are ones that have been renovated <laughs> <laughs> before they were renovated. Hey, Paris wasn't renovated, <laughs> but you know, it was a nice location. Okay, okay. <laughs> but Park MGM is really nice. It's renovated. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And everything's new. Uh, but I just I think I just liked it too because again it's centrally located. As you get more centrally lo- located, the less you really care about the amenities because the amenities is the strip itself. What was the Long Island iced tea availability for you? I don't quite remember, but I would rate it at like a three out of five. Okay. It was average. Okay, so you don't remember, but you're going with average. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it would be unfair to like rate an F if I don't know its abilities. Okay, okay. If I haven't fairly assessed. You work in I'm... HR? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next uh, <laughs> on the list is Caesar's Palace. And Caesar! 
This is our favorite on the list. And Jane, why is it our favorite on the list? Because we got the American Express Gold Card. Thank you, American Express. And we got the nice upgraded room. We did. And I think our favorite, well, my favorite thing, maybe I speak too aggressively for both of us. My favorite thing was that tub in that room. Oh, yeah. We did get a nice uh, jet soaker tub. Yes. And one of the biggest grievances I have about tubs oh, in no. the American home is that they're too shallow because I want to like get in and sit and be fully submerged, mm -hmm. but I really can't do that in the way I want to. When we got to Caesars, that tub was a big boy. I remember you even got some bath bombs. Yeah, and I'm not a bath bomb guy. But you got it for that tub. And, and I it, think we spent more time in the tub than like the actual casino. <laughs> and it was fantastic. And that concludes our Michael and, and Jane's, Jane's top, top Vegas five-ish hotels to do in Vegas. Let's hear it from our fan. So now, Michael, since we've talked about Vegas, right? Talked about my sister, right? Why don't you explain what happens at Thanksgiving about our secret shh, Vegas trip? Well, one of the things that we did before we left Vegas was we went to a Filipino restaurant, which I call the KFC of the Philippines, and that's a lie. Called Jollibee. Yay! And as a white-ish American man. Going into the place, it just looks like to me just KFC with a Filipino twist. You clearly don't know the essence of Jollibee, then. For all you Filipinos out there, I am sorry, but in advance. I guess the point of this: this is the first time that I've been to Jollibee, which is important for our story later. So a few months pass by, and we're going to cover what happens in those few months later. But now what's important is Thanksgiving. So who's coming out for Thanksgiving? So my family in California. So they are actually, I call them my aunt and uncle and cousins, but we're not biologically related. They are my family's friends since before I was born in the Philippines. And they've all moved out here too in the States, live in California. Uh, and so we're super close. They're pretty much like a second set of parents for me and a second set of siblings. Uh, and so they all come out to visit. Well, a few of them come out to visit for Thanksgiving. And uh, we start sharing stories. Right. There's a campfire. There's a campfire. You're meeting them for the first time. Right. We're sitting around the fire with my sister, my aunt and uncle, my cousin. And it was just normal conversation like anybody would have. They're very nice. They're very welcoming. I made the turkey that night. Everybody's having a good time. And all of a sudden, I think somebody asked me, have you ever been to Jollibee? And if you recall, I'm not very good at lying. <laughs> like, I don't think to cover a lot of things up just in my normal everyday life. It's just I just tell people my stories and I don't try to hide anything. And so so the reason it comes up was because Jollibee was finally opening in Arizona for the first time oh, ever. Right. And so obviously all the Filipinos got whiff of it in the whole U.S. and probably globally. That oh, a new globally. <laughs> oh, a new Jollibee is opening in Arizona the first time in a while. And so everybody knows about it. And the question was posed. You know, we're all talking about Jollibee. Michael, have you ever had Jollibee? And 
I didn't even think of the ramifications of the answer of yes, I've been to Jollibee, but I go, yeah, I went in Vegas. And they're like, your sister's eyes just lit up like right away. Yeah, my sister. And I'm just like looking at you like I want to kill you, right? Right. And I'm like, you son of a... (laughs) Exactly. And then my sister's just like, when did you go to Jollibee? Now, before you get into this, I want to set the table in my own brain. I am dating. I want I want to make sure everybody understands this. I am dating a 29-year-old woman. I was 20, not 29. 28. Okay, so 28. Excuse me. 28-year-old adult woman and her 37-year-old sister. <laughs> she was 36. Is calling me out. Us out. I'm going on a trip to Vegas together. That's all I'm going to say. You continue. <laughs> and I go he says, oh, in Vegas. And she goes, you went to Vegas? When? Right. And I go, oh, it was the one time I went on a work trip. He came to visit the end. <laughs> right. <laughs> and they just, I guess they just bought it. I mean, <laughs> but there wasn't much that came of that other than, but it's just the, the ramifications of being under the microscope for going on a trip together. When in my brain, I'm thinking this is a totally normal thing for a couple to do. That's been dating for over a year now mm-hmm. to go on a day trip or a weekend trip. So I will say there were other ramifications. Oh. Um, she does end up telling my mom okay. about it. And then eventually my mom gets really upset. Oh, saying that's right. That, you know, I know what you did. You uh, sinned <laughs> in Sin City. Yeah. The next thing that happens and in this thanksgiving setting Mm -hmm. is your cousins are getting married yes and this is a huge fallout that we may not be able to cover in this episode but you want to kind of tell us about what's going on with your cousins getting married and where it's at and stuff so my cousins aren't getting married to each other just a heads up well i just (laughs) (laughs) okay my one one cousin is getting married (laughs) yes thank you that was a good clarification (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and so she and her fiance were getting married in Hawaii. They've been planning this wedding and it was coming up in January. So we're in November. So it's coming up in two months. So they have everything ready. And obviously they meet Michael and fall in love with Michael too and love him. And they, my aunt and uncle, the parents of the bride say, why don't you come to Hawaii too? Yeah. It just seems like a very normal thing to ask somebody of a, you're very close to that mm-hmm. family. Yes. It's clear that we're getting along and I'm getting along with the family. Yes. I'm doing what I'm supposed to as a boyfriend. And I yes. really just enjoy hanging out with them. It wasn't like an act or anything. Just, you know, having normal conversation with these very, very nice people. Yes. And I, when they asked me, I just looked at you because I know, as we talked about in the beginning of the show and based on Margie's reaction, just to us going to Vegas, mm-hmm. that this was not an, a simple answer. Yes. And so I look at you and your face is clearly not, I mean, you're thinking about a million things with this probably out in the air. What are you thinking? I'm thinking, of course, I want him to go. But like, what is my sister going to think? My mom at the same time is guarding my sister's right. emotions and feelings at this point. Um, you know, things with her are not good mentally and um, due to her heartbreak, I think mm-hmm. that triggers a lot of her emotional distress. Um, 
And so at this point, I think we, I didn't really know what to think, to be honest. I didn't know how to answer. Of course, in my mind, I'm thinking, yes, this is amazing. And mind you, you know, my aunt and uncle, they have been here for probably 30 years in America, and they are more assimilated into the American culture than my parents ever are. So to them, it's like very normal. Go take your boyfriend on the trip. To be fair, though, and we've been tough on your mom in the past on this podcast, your mom was not standing in the way of this trip at all. Your mom could not give two shits whether I went to Hawaii or not. Because that really didn't change anything about her life, right? It was a weekend. You'd be with family. And, you know, you were going to come back home and live at home. Your sister was the barrier and she's very assimilated. So uh, I I don't want to put this on a cultural difference. I mean, this is your sister having a lot of issues. No, but I'm thinking, you know, to my mom, I know she also had reservations about you going because Mm. at the same time, you again, to her, you're just you're just a boyfriend right now. Then you're going on a serious family trip. So while she might not have voiced it, I know she felt it. Mm. Um, and so my aunt and uncle to them wasn't a big deal to take you. They'll, they'd take okay. anybody who I was yeah, dating, right, right, right. you know, because them is not a big deal. Their daughters have dated and, and done this and, you know, they're more assimilated and more open to change than my parents have been mm-hmm. in general. They're just very different type of people and parenting styles too. Right. So, you know, my mom and my dad, they're, they're more ingrained into the Filipino, more conservative type of culture in that sense uh, compared to my um, aunt and uncle who are just like, yeah, everybody come. I mean, they would invite anybody, to be completely honest, because they just want to party with everybody uh, where my mom would be like a little more reserved. And so obviously my sister gets a whiff of this. And as we know, she's not very into seeing, again, her little sister having a more successful relationship. She has none at this point. Um, and I think by this by this time, you know, it's been a day since they asked you, been a day or two, and it was like, yes, you're going. Right. I remember you telling me, I asked you, should I book the tickets? Mm-hmm. And you said, I think so. And I didn't trust that at all, which to <laughs> me that meant no. Yeah. And so I, I think I called you or something mm-hmm. And I said, can I buy these tickets? Because yeah. I mean, I don't want to buy these tickets and then I'm out a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. And at this point, you've cleared it with your uncle. Yeah. Right. They're like, yes, we'll have a seat for him. Yes. He's invited. And, he is- and I've cleared it with my cousin, the bride, yeah. who so said, yes, that, yeah, that's fine. That family is all on board, but it still wasn't sure because you hadn't cleared it with Margie. And I understand there was a bit of a fallout to that. So Margie, I talked to her about it. I said, you know, I think Michael's going to go. And her answer was, then I'm not going. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe we should end the episode there. Until next time, (laughs) Shway, take us out.